Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the In the Huddle podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Rotundo. And I'm your other host, Sam Gold. And with the NFL season only a few short days away, there's really no better time than now to discuss our uh, award predictions, MVP, offensive player, defensive player, all that good stuff. Um, Sam, any last minute thoughts before we get right into it? No, I mean, as of uh, filming right now, it's September 5th. We got three days left until we get to plop on our couch and just turn on some uh, NBC. Sadly, it's going to be Mike Tirico this time, which is going to be weird at first. But, you know, still classic Sunday night on Thursday night football. You know, Bills, Rams. We'll, we'll get to our week one uh, preview in our next episode, which should be out in a few couple, uh, short days. So, But, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. And uh, let's hop right into it. Roll the intro. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. All right, Chris. Um, how do you want to do this? Do, do we go right into it with the main award with MVP or do we save it for last? I feel like we save it for last. Save, save it for last. Yeah. Let, let's start right. off. So, uh, want to do coach of the year, comeback, whatever you want to do. Let's let's do. Yeah, let's do coach of the year. You, you can go first. All right, coach of the year. I'm going to have the coach who I think their team is not going to have the best record in the AFC, but the be- best record in all of football. That's going to be Brandon Staley, the uh, head coach for the Chargers. Um, really no reasoning behind it. I think that this Chargers team is going to be the have the best record in the NFL. And usually you have the best record in the NFL. More likely than not, your coach wins coach of the year. I also do think he's a good coach. And I think this is the year when they start to put things together and could potentially go on a uh, Super Bowl run. Okay. Well, that was definitely something I was thinking about with the Chargers. However, I just I keep looking at Miami and I have them making the playoffs this year, ten and seven. And look, just like look, the Chargers didn't make the playoffs last year. So what I'm about to say goes for them, which is why Brandon Staley is probably second on my list for this pick. But I'm gonna go with Mike McDaniel for the Dolphins. Usually, unless a team goes like 14 and 2, 15 and 1. That, that, then the award goes to that team, and it's just, you know, by far the best team in the league. But usually a coach of the year goes to someone who's relatively new and takes their team to the playoffs after not making the playoffs the year prior, and usually they get a lot of hype during the regular season. Um, a big difference just using your – using it's the eyeball test, basically. If, if you see a team like the Browns, for instance, in 2017 – or no, when did, when did Kevin Stefanski win? He won in 2020, didn't he? Or 2018? Uh, yeah. 2018? Well, either way, even if it was 18 or 20, my point is the Browns look like a completely different team. 2020, 2020. 2020, okay. So it still works for that. The Browns look like a completely different team in 2019, and you come out in 2020 <clears throat> after having a disappointing year. You turn it all around. You win your first playoff game as the Browns, and – God knows how long. And you know what? That's that's it's more of a storyline, I think, when you win coach of the year. So I gotta go with Mike McDaniel. And and I'm confident enough. I don't know about Tua, but I'm confident enough as the team as a whole and his coaching in his first year in Miami to take him to the playoffs. And I think, you know, the hype around Tyree Kill being there, 
and just a brand new, you know, explosive offense with an improved defense and a lot of hope down there in South Florida. I just think it's a perfect storm, especially to make the playoffs for the Dolphins to have that award go to Mike McDaniel. And uh, yeah, I could see Brandon Staley totally having it, but I think people are already expecting the Chargers to be that good. So unless the Chargers go above and beyond and win like 14 games, I think it's still going to go to the team that comes out and not out of nowhere, but comes from a team that didn't make the playoffs, didn't look great last year, and then has come out of nowhere, looks way more explosive, better coaching. I, j- I just think it's going to go to Mike McDaniel. All right, that's a, that's a good pick. Um, I can definitely see it happening as well. Uh, Sam, let's move right along to comeback player of the year. All right. Well, my comeback player of the year should be no surprise. Derrick Henry. I believe it was what week eight, week 10 last season, somewhere around there, mid season. He went down. He was out for the season. Very disappointing. He was on his way to just as good, if not better season than he had in 2020, which is just shocking. Um, So look, are we expecting Derrick Henry to come back and put up another 2000 yard season? No. Would we be shocked if he did? No. And I'm not saying he's going to put up a 2,000-yard season. But if he comes back and does just good enough, I mean, he's the clear-cut front runner right now to win uh, Comeback Player of the Year. Some people can make an argument for Christian McCaffrey, but I think the Titans might be a little bit more in the spotlight. They have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Panthers do. I think the team is more fully centered around Derrick Henry. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes in Carolina on Baker Mayfield and some other pieces as well. So I think it's going to be strictly focused on how Derrick Henry's doing to carry that Titans offense to possibly make the playoffs as well. So I think it's a perfect storm as long as he stays healthy and he puts up, you know, at least at least 1,200 yards and a lot of touchdowns. I think he's he's golden to get that comeback player. So, yeah, Derrick Henry for me. I like that. For me, I have Jameis Winston. He's a guy who last year the Saints were, what, 5-2 and two before he went down with the ACL? And they yeah. were a team that was looking like they were playoff bound this year. They get Michael Thomas back. They a- added some more pieces on offense. That makes this team even scarier than it was last year, in my opinion. And it's a team in a weaker NFC that I can easily see making the playoffs again. Well, making the playoffs this year. And they got hot at the right time. Maybe they can win a, a playoff game or something like that. Uh, Jameis Winston, he looked better than he did in Tampa when we last saw him for a full season. Better coaching, just better everything around him. And he looked to be like a NFL quarterback once again. And I see him not only playing the same, but I see him improving upon that this year with even more pieces. And as long as he can stay healthy, I really don't see how he doesn't win this award. Hey, I like that pick. A lot a lot of Saints players have come in second and third in my rankings here just missed the cut but um i have high hopes for the saints i would not be surprised if they made a deep playoff run if everyone stayed healthy i mean they are they are a pretty underrated team with a good roster so i i like that pick all right chris we'll get some rookies going on here so let's do offensive rookie of the year who you have offensive rookie of the year this is this is a tough one because there's a ton of guys i could say um there's a guy like Kenny Pickett, who if he starts week one, I think that's legit. You have a guy like George Pickens. It's two Steelers who everyone has at the top right there. You have Chris Olave, Brees Hall, but I'm going to go a little bit down the board a little bit, and I'm going to go with the guy who I really like. It's a team that a lot of people aren't too high on this receiving core, and I'm going to go with Sky Moore. I think that... Ah. 
Yeah, I know. I know. N- not a guy who a lot of people thought I was going to have, Sam. I know you definitely didn't think so. If you, but put, I think if you put the guy I have and then Sky Moore um, next to each other on a list and say, guess who picked who? I mean, that that's surprising right there. <laughs> but I, I mean, Sky Moore. I mean, I would like to hear your reasoning because as much as I'd love for that to happen, that, that, would, be, that would be pretty crazy. So I do it. think that... Uh, Mahomes is going to have to rely on this guy a lot this year. I mean, yeah, he has Juju. Yeah, he has Kelsey. But besides them, there's really not too many good receiving options for him. And I think he's going to have to come up big, especially if this team is going to want to win. What, what did I have them winning? The 11 or 12 games I said that they were going to win this year. And I think he's going to have to be a big part of that. Yeah, George Pickens was my number two. But the reason I have more over him really comes down to the quarterback and we don't know who the quarterback is going to be in Pittsburgh. Is it going to be Trubisky? Is it going to be Pickett? And how, how they're going to play? I just trust Kansas City more, especially with a already Hall of Fame quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, uh, the best quarterback in the league right now. Um, I think Sky Moore can easily have. I'm going to. I think he can have a record-breaking rookie here. Really, we breaking Jamar Chase's record. I mean, he's got to be better than Tyree Kill then. I mean, I, I look, Chris, as a Chiefs fan, I know how they utilize the rookies. I got to say, taking the bet on that isn't, I don't know. I mean, I hope to God that happens. I said, I said, I think. I don't, I don't, I didn't say he will. I said, I think. I, I could see him having, I could easily see him having 800 yards and five touchdowns. Can't you? Yeah, but that's not going to get him offensive rookie of the year. Not even I think, close. It's I not think, even close. He's got to have. He's got to have at least over a thousand yards and at least eight touchdowns. I could see that very much as well. That would be nuts. That no, I feel like that would be if Juju got injured and I don't know. It, that would that would be crazy. But I, I'm surprised he didn't pick Pickett. But I think it's probably because he's not starting the season. But it's just the uncertainty behind that whole thing. Like yeah, you have no idea. The and second, then the second Trubisky uh, struggles. The the crowd's going to be panning for Pickett. He's going to come it, right in. And honestly, if it's early in the season and the Steelers do what the Steelers do and, you know, stick in that playoff hunt and still have a winning record somehow, then I think Pickett's a shoe in for that. But um, do I like Brees Hall? I didn't pick them. Yeah, I like I like Brees Hall as well, but it's the Jets and they're going to suck. And he could very much have a terrible rookie year. I mean, I just think that I think Sky Moore is probably the safest option out of out of all these guys because the team and. You, you you know what quarterback he already has. You know what the offense is going to try to do. I And I get it. They lost Tyreek, and now they need these guys to step up. It's crazy because as a Chiefs fan, Sky Moore did not even graze my mind for a second. Like, I was going between – we'll get to the person I picked in one second, but the other people I was between was, was certainly – actually, I thought of Damian Pierce for the Texans before I thought of the guy I actually picked. He was, he was only – the, the preseason hype is getting a little too far with Damian Pierce, but um, if people don't know who that is, that's going to be the starting running back for the Texans. I don't know. He looks insane in the preseason. He looks like he could be a bell cow and a very underrated candidate. I think Chris Olave definitely has a big shot. Um, if Jarvis regresses a little more and Michael Thomas isn't the same as he was, I think Chris Olave is going to become a star on that offense. So I think he's up there, but I got to go with my number one choice here. And what's, pretty much only one of two options on this offense. Mind you, an offense that's going to be down a lot in many games and is going to be passing a ton. This guy's going to rack up receptions. He's going to rack up yards. And he's tall. He's big. He's fast. He's going to rack up touchdowns. It's Drake London for the Falcons. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's 
it's giving me a situation where, especially if imagine if Kyle Pitts went down. I mean, this guy's gonna have 120 receptions, Drake London. I think he's talented enough to become like a baby like Evans in the first year. Um, and Mariota, you know, talks from camp that he's already been exposed and just he, he's already a great target for this offense. So honestly, Drake London. He just screams. He just has a, he has a name. You know what I mean? He just has a name where you know he's going to be good. I, I don't know how to describe it, but I knew the second he was coming out of the draft, no, no matter who he went on, I, I could just see him as a thousand yard receiver. And honestly, you know, he, he definitely beats out guys for me, like Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall or any quarterbacks that I can think of or Sky Moore or, you know, I, for me, it was between him and Chris Talape. But I'm going to go with Drake London just because he's pretty much the only piece on that offense besides Pitts. So, and I think he's that talented. I like that. I think that especially now you have to look at it from also a fantasy point of view. You take a guy like like London and how many garbage time points is he going to get? This is a team that can easily be down 35-17 in the fourth quarter and just get deep balls chucked at him. And right there, he can rack up three catches for 70 yards and a touchdown just on some on just some just some random ass deep balls that Mariota can throw to him. So yeah, because not so many rookies are going to be that great in their first year. Plus yeah, I, would no. say, I would say the rookie of the year award is closer to fantasy than it is the MVP award. And that, you know, garbage points, they matter. Like it's not, it's not relevant to you're not trying to win MVP where you're carrying a team or whatever, or you're, or you're making important. It's really just uh, stat plays and important games. Yeah, it's, when it comes to rookies, it's it's definitely more stat-based. You can be on a shitty team, but if you're the best rookie on offense, then you're going to win the award. So every yard counts, every touchdown counts, even if it's a bad offense. So I think he's just going to rack up so many stats, and it's it's going to be a shoo-in if he stays healthy. I like that pick, Sam. All right, let's switch gears and go to the opposite side of the ball and defensive rookie of the year. All right, I guess I'll start here. Look, I don't want to get too predictable, but – you know, I'm a guy who watches Hard Knocks. I, uh, I'm i rooting for this team. I think everyone's rooting for this team, even Vikings, Bears, and Packers fans to some America's extent. team. They're America's, America's team. team this year, pretty much. So, And, you know, Hard Knocks got me hyped. I think he's actually – not even just with Hard Knocks. I think he's genuinely looked pretty solid in the preseason so far. And if you haven't guessed by now, it's the second overall pick in the draft, defensive end Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, what else could you love? I mean, look, Tray- Trayvon Walker will be solid. I don't think he's going to be bad. I don't think he's going to be a complete bust. But I think we can all agree. Aiden Hutchinson probably should have been the first pick. Um, and the Jaguars kind of just flopped it there. I think he's got the perfect home in Detroit. This is going to be a team where they're going to be close in a lot of games. It's going to come down to Aiden Hutchinson to try to get pressure and make a big stop to get the Lions to finally win some games this year. And you know what? I think he's good enough to do it. I think he's going to get double-digit sacks in his first year. And honestly, it's just going to be a guy that the whole city wants to rally around in his rookie season. So this one is very easy pick for me, even though it might seem pretty safe, but I got to go with Hutchinson. Yeah, Sam, you literally took the words right out of my mouth. I think that Hutchinson is, I think at this point, he's a step above the rest of the rookies in the draft right now. I think that he has all pro potential. I think that this is going to be a guy who's going to have double digit sacks. I can easily see him see him having my prediction for him for this year is 12 and a half sacks. Uh, I see him being a true leader come week one on this Lions team. Everyone loves Dan Campbell. I mean, he's a coach that the players rally around. Yeah. Is this Lions team going to be a team to go out there and win 10 games? 
and compete for the playoffs? No, but is it a team that they're going to lose five straight and they're going to give up? No, he'll keep them in it even when they're eliminated. And he, he knows how to keep his guys motivated. The team loves him. I think Aiden's really going to thrive on this. The hometown boy, 12 and a half sacks. Um, really not too much else to say other than I, I really think it's a lock already that he's going to win it too. Yeah, I saw I, I, how excited they were in the war room when they drafted him. I mean, they know this dude's going to be a stud. It's it's already been shown. And that first moment when he gets a sack in Detroit in a big game, I mean, that crowd's going to go wild. So I think, you know, storylines, fans, the team, they're all rallying behind this guy already. And it's just, you know, as long as he puts up decent numbers, I think he's, he's, he's got it in the back. I mean, but honestly, Chris, George Karloftis, I'm not just saying this is a homer. He's looked pretty good in the preseason as well. I would not be surprised if he's in the running. I could also see Karloff just getting seven to ten sacks in his rookie season. And I know I people are going to be like, he's our best rookie so far. And you know, two things really quick. Hutchinson, can't you just see week one Scott Hansen going, all right, let's go to the Lions game, and Hutchinson getting a sack, and him saying, and there it is, the first career of many sacks, the number two Hutchinson. overall pick. But um, also, I know people are going to say, oh, what about Sauce Gardner? What about this? What about that? I oh, honestly think he. I think I honestly I think he's gonna be good, but I think he's gonna have a tough transition into the NFL when it comes to actual games, trying to guard guys like Jamar, Devontae, Cooper Cup. In the NFL, it's you're guarding bigger, faster, stronger, and just more athletic guys. So I think it's gonna be a rude awakening for him. I I already see it. Week one, he just gets burned by a guy for a touchdown, and everyone and the memes just start pouring in and everything. But listen, I, I think could he's also ha- see him. I could also see him being a Diggs kind of guy and he gets burned, but also gets like a pick six. I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to have a good rookie campaign. I think he's going to struggle. I think he's going to show promise. He's going to have a little bit of it all that rookie year. Yeah. So all right. I, I, I'm just a little afraid about the adjustment for him. All right. I could see that. All right, Chris, uh, two more awards before the big MVP award. Let's start with offensive player of the year. Who, who do you have? Offensive player of the year, there's, there's a lot of good candidates for this one. You know, you have guys like Jamar Chase, you have Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Derek Henry. You, you have all these guys, but I really think that it's going to come down to Sam. I think we have the same person with this. I'm going with who I think is going to be the best receiver this year, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm, I'm, real, I'm higher than I think a lot of people on this Vikings team. Uh, I, I, I just have a good feeling about this. Justin Jefferson, every year he's been in this league, he just gets better and better, scarier and scarier. And you, you just see something from this guy this year that he could single-handedly lead this team to, to 10 wins. I know it's a team effort, but I can see he's going to, if they're going to win 10, 11 games this year, it's going to be behind him and they're going to need him. And I can easily see an 1,800-yard receiving season from him. Okay. Well, Justin Jefferson was definitely number two on my list, but I ended up caving in to Jamar Chase for two reasons. I think he's got slightly better chemistry with Joe Burrow, and I think a quarterback-wide receiver duo in their second season will be even more lethal than their first. And the second reason is Jamar Chase broke Justin Jefferson's rookie record. So just stat-based-wise, based on the first two seasons, I mean – He's got just the slight edge. I think both of them are going to be the top two receivers for many years to come, Um, both electric. But, you know, honestly, when it comes down to it, who do I trust to catch a bomb touchdown more? Who do I trust to have 150 receiving yards in a game more? 
who do I trust on a more potent offense with a better quarterback? Now, it's not by a lot, but I got to just give the slight 55-45 edge to Jamar Chase. That's just how I feel. Um, and they don't often give it to wide receivers that often. And I just think Jamar Chase is a slightly flashier player than Justin Jefferson. He gets more of those big touchdowns, at least in this first season he did. Justin Jefferson is more of a, you know, few 20, 30-yard catches. He has an occasional 15-yard touchdown. But Justin Jefferson's the 50-yard bond. He's the 60-yard touchdown. He's the flashier guy. So I just think when it comes down to that, the media looks at it. And if I had to bet my money on it, it's going to go to Jamar Chase, especially if he has a better season than he did in his rookie campaign. So, but yeah, I would totally not be shocked if it was Jefferson. They're both they're both top two for me. So now I think that come week eleven, week twelve, we could be sitting here having a completely different conversation if a guy like Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. But the odds of that, well, here's the thing with Christian McCaffrey: I don't think he'll win offensive player there. Then if if he's really in that discussion, if he's, he's healthy, for- he'll win comeback. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's up for coming back, not offensive player. But, I mean, so he, that, he's, that's he's the only a reason I ruled him out. Same with Henry. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a guy that, as we know, a thousand receiving and a thousand rushing isn't out of the picture for him. But, uh, I mean, look, there's a guy in Jonathan Taylor we haven't mentioned either, but the Colts did say they want to get Naheem Himes a little more involved. They did say they they're going to say that. Happy, so they're going to say know, that, but it's not true. We saw know, it last we year. We also can't trust Jonathan Taylor to put up 2,000 yards. So I don't know yet. I don't know yet with him. He could could see a slight regression. Listen, didn't the 49ers say that they love Trey Sermon and then they ended up releasing him? <laughs> you can't trust anything <laughs> out of so much hype last year. It was just for nothing. You can't trust anything out of these teams. If that's what happens with Damian Pierce this year on the Texans, I'm going to be very angry because I have him <laughs> in both my fantasy leagues on my bench. So. We'll see what happens. All right. Defensive player of the year. Honestly, Chris, I had a hard time choosing. I know who you chose, so I'll just say Micah Parsons. I mean, honestly, it could be anyone from Aaron Donald to Garrett to, I don't know. I mean, quarterbacks don't really win it, so I wouldn't say Diggs or Ramsey. But, you know, I ended up going with Parsons just because he's a young guy who showed out so much in his first year. And I think he's really going to have to carry this defense um, in 2022. And I think he has the chops for it. I mean, when you're one of the only good, when you're one of the only star players on that defense besides Diggs, who I'm sorry, yes, he gets flashy plays, but like, you can't deny that he just gives up big plays as well. So that that's not a candidate to win. So you look at the Cowboys, you know, a lot of spotlight on them. Micah Parsons are going into his second year. I could see this guy getting at least 15 sacks. Um, And especially if Aaron Donald, like, doesn't – okay, he's not going to try. uh, I don't know. He won a Super Bowl. So, Aaron Donald, I don't think is as hungry. Obviously, he's going to be a beast, and he's going to get this double-digit sacks and be a game-changer. But, I don't know. There's someone just a little hungry, it feels like, in Micah Parsons. And I just see him going out there and dominating as a linebacker. I like that pick, Sam. My pick – I think it's going to be back-to-back, and this is what it should be, his third defensive player of the year, but will be a second. T.J. Watt, last year, he tied the all he, he tied the single-season sack record with playing less games in 16. I think due to injuries he played, I think it was a total of 14 games, and he still tied it this year. I think he, break, I, I think he breaks it, and I think he breaks it by at least three. 
this year. Because could you imagine if he was healthy? He played all 17 mm-hmm. games. How many? How much he would do? Some of those games he went out in the first quarter, Sam. So you think he's going to get 25 sacks this year? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's crazy with with the extra game. That's that is that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but I believe. I mean, this is a guy he 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 tied it and he played less than 16 games. Those seasons don't come often. They don't come in a row. So that would be but very impressive. These type of players don't come often. I know that's true. But it's one of those things. I mean, it's actually kind of crazy that we're in a world where we have Aaron Donald, T.J. Watt, the Bosa brothers, Miles Garrett. Like this is like we have a lot of stacked defenders here. People are forgetting about Chase Young too. I mean, he's no coming off that ACL. He wasn't having a great yeah. year last year. Kind of that sophomore slump. Yeah. So we should, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how he bounces back too. Especially after that ACL tear, that will be interesting. I know that he, I think, is a right now the odds I think have him on like somewhere in the top twelve. But if he comes back week five or whenever he's ready to return and starts dominating, I don't think he'll win just because of the time he misses. But I do think that he'll be a guy that we he'll will really definitely we will definitely have to talk about. And I mean, it's one of those things like you said about McCaffrey. I don't think he'll win Defensive Player of the Year, but Comeback yeah. Player of the Year. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and the moment we've all been waiting for, MVP, usually goes to a quarterback. So, Chris, what do you have? All right, Sam, my MVP, uh, it's pretty chalky with this one. I think he's going to have the best quarterback season this year. I think he's just going to be the best player in the league this year. This is the team who I have going to the Super Bowl and winning it. If you listen to our record predictions, you should know by now. Josh Allen. Me too. Okay. Josh Allen, really not too much to say. I'm I've always been high on him. He's my favorite quarterback in the league. Um, him and Mahomes, all these great battles. Mahomes does top him, but I think that Josh Allen will get something up on him this year and beat him in an MVP race. Even though Mahomes will beat him in hey, the MVP race. <laughs> if, you, if you have the Bills winning the Super Bowl, then that's going to be the first time in NFL history an MVP has won the Super Bowl. So if that's what you're predicting, uh. You're going to put your money on something that's never happened before. So There's a first time for everything, Sam. Which is one of two reasons why I did not pick Josh Allen, because the MVP usually doesn't win the Super Bowl. Although I just realized what an idiot I am for picking this person, because that means this person won't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, even though, I guess, technically, last episode, I didn't have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. So now I'm just stuck in the middle of seeming like an asshole for not rooting for, or not predicting my team to go to the Super Bowl when I have Patrick freaking Mahomes on my squad. But hey, if I had to bet my own money on it, I still think the Bills might go to the Super Bowl. I don't know. This is <laughs> Shit. Can I pick Josh Allen? You know what? No, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go against what I literally just said to you, and that if there's one man to defy the odds and win an MVP and go to the Super Bowl, it's Patrick Mahomes. So screw it. I'm gonna pick Mahomes. It's been a few years now. It's been a few years since he's even been a candidate for MVP since his uh, first season starting. So I think it's time. It's the perfect time to strike for Mahomes when everyone's doubting them, uh, when nobody's expecting them to, or at least him to put up the numbers that he used to be putting up. So I could see Mahomes chalking up 40, 45 touchdowns, less than 10 interceptions and over 5,000 yards this year. I can genuinely see that. I like um, that, Sam. I do like that. He's not forcing the ball to Tyreek Hill, which, by the way, six of his interceptions last year was because it went through Tyreek's hands. So, hey, maybe he'll get less interceptions because Tyreek's not there. Um, 
And honestly, I think they're going to be, what's the word more? I don't know if it's more precise. Uh, yeah. I can't, I, I don't know what the word is. Oh, he's, I got it. I got it. He's more of a, he's going to be more of a surgeon this year, if that makes sense. I think there's going to be a lot of easy red zone opportunities where they're taking long drives down the field. He's getting his yards and boom, he just throws five yard touchdowns. Like, like it's it just easy touchdowns. He racks up three, four a game and boom, he's at 45 at the end of the year with over 5,000 yards. And honestly, I think it's going to go under the radar when people look at the end of the season and go, Oh shit, the Chiefs have won 12 games and they won their division for the seventh year in a row. And oh shit, they're a top two seed. And wow, Mahomes had over 5,000 yards this year with the weapons that he has without Tyreek Hill. Oh shit, maybe we should consider him for MVP. And then boom, there you go. And especially if the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, I mean, that's going to lock him in right there. So honestly, I got to have faith in my guy. If there's one person to prove someone wrong, it's Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, as a Chiefs fan, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit nervous for this season, but I'm also hopeful that it's going to be a new chapter and that uh, this is Mahomes' time to prove that uh, no matter what weapons are revolved in and out of the door of Kansas City, um, he can still make it work and put up an MVP season. So got to go with my guy. If I get it right, that's even better. So Patrick Mahomes is my pick. I like that, Sam. It's going to be a uh, fun season all in all. I'm excited for it. Um not too much to say besides can Thursday night get here? I know. I know. So in about two days, we're going to do our week one um, preview. And that's going to be the day before the Thursday night game. So um, I can't, I can't believe the next time we're on zoom, it's 24 hours since the season has started and it's now less than a week until we get red zone, which is even more exciting. So honestly, I can't wait. Um, it's going to be an interesting season. Uh, you know, 2020 was kind of whatever. Last season was absolutely wild and probably one of the most entertaining seasons we've seen. So this one should be interesting. We'll see We'll see where it fits in our uh, first two seasons that we've covered in the uh, NFL as, uh, as uh, you know, every season is different and there's going to be some surprises. There's going to be teams that we thought were going to suck that are good, teams that are going to disappoint. Unfortunately, big stars that could get injured or guys that are coming out of nowhere and are going to become stars. So, you know, a lot that we don't know yet. And that's 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 the exciting part about having this whole season in front of us. So, um, yeah, um, I'm excited for the next episode to preview the first week. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, Sam, this is a fun episode and really not too much to say other than we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Yeah, don't forget to uh, follow us at In the Huddle Pod on Instagram. And, yeah, we'll see you next episode.